Hey, everybody, you got a pose in the matrix here, uh, Dave here, and then Brian over there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and, um, yeah, folks, we haven't, uh, well, we were here last Monday, of course, and we're live. I can see it on the air, on the screen now. Good. Um, so last week we talked about the, uh, the invasion from within. And, uh, well, I'll tell you, if you're watching the news and everything, you're seeing that the invasion is really being shown for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole show in itself, but uh, things might be, uh, I don't know. I, I've heard this Q stuff for such a long time, Brian, and you know, I, yeah. <laughs> now they're saying it's going to be in August. All this stuff is going to come down in August. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, well, life goes on, right? Right. So, but um, folks, a few weeks ago, there was a, a, a condo collapse down in, um, down in a suburb of Miami on the water. And uh, the way it came down, it looked kind of weird. It uh, you could you could actually see little uh, flashes of light in the in some of the apartments. And um, right away, the news was quick to point out, you know, that that was electrical panels arcing. And I'm like, I don't know, because if it was doing that, it would do it in all the apartments, and it only did it in, in some of the apartments or condos, excuse me. So you know that explanation is left to. Uh, to be seen, so to speak. Um, however, uh, there are some interesting things going on. Um, real quick, before we get started on this, uh, there's a there's a rumor going around. <laughs> there's a rumor going around. <laughs> um, little Eagles memorabilia there. Yeah. Um, and the rumor is that uh, John McAfee. Uh, I don't know if you know who he was. He invented uh, McAfee uh, antivirus. And uh, web security. And uh, he's been in a lot of trouble lately. Where we don't know if he's really guilty of what they're claiming that he did. But, you know. Anyway, uh, they said that he had an apartment there. And he claimed that he had 31 terabytes worth of uh, information on all the uh, the elites. And the deep state and everything else in this country. And uh, the, the theory is that, uh, you know, he, well, he sent out an email saying that telling somebody that if anything happens to me, there's 30, uh, 31 or 32 terabytes of information in a condo that I have. And he gave the address uh, approximately of where uh, the, the condo came down. And I thought it was awful interesting that, you know, he dies the day before the condo goes down. Uh, this message comes out and all of a sudden the towers come down. <laughs> um, and Brian, I was looking, they're, they're going painstakingly through that debris looking for things which you think they would because there's family memorabilia in there and everything else by the way they found about 100 bodies now so wow uh, yeah they're working really hard but uh being inquisitive as i am and nosy and, and everything else i said i wonder if i can get a name of all the people that lived in that condo because they're claiming that the you know he, he and his son owned a condo there so i don't know how i did this um, I must have just typed in the right letters or something in um, DuckDuckGo. And this came up. Office of the, the Property Appraiser, and it's all the people. There's about six pages of it. Wow. All the people that lived in that condo. Um, let's see, the, the folio. Um, I guess that's their, their file. Um, the subdivision, which is Champlain Towers South Condos. Uh, the owner, 
And there's people that own it. There's people that have it under um, trusts and stuff like that. And then all the um, all the apart or all the condos. I keep wanting to say apartments. Um, and they go in order, like 101, 201, 301, 401, 501, all the way up to 901. And um, and there must have been some penthouses there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's 1001, 1101. Okay. Then it goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So anyway, um, so I look, of course, I look for McAfee. And, of course, there's nothing under McAfee. And I started questioning it. And, okay, so what's going on here? Is this just a bad rumor or what? And then I noticed that there were a bunch of companies on here, LLCs mostly, uh, trust companies and everything else. And, um, you know, a guy like John McAfee wouldn't put all of his eggs in one basket. So he's probably got his money, you know, all over the place. So it could be in one of these. And then it said that he had a son. So I got online to see how many sons he has or or children. He's got 47 biological children. 47. Wow. Wow. My goodness. Well, oh, you can imagine how the probate's going to be on that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the will. Wow. So, um, and and in many of those cases, I know that the the, the children take on the the um, the surname of their mother. Okay, they're not always McAfee. A lot of times, they'll just take the surname of their mother on there. So any of these people, well, not all of them, because some of them are a lot older than McAfee, but uh, yeah. many of them on here. One of them could be his son or his son's business. So anyway, I just leave you with that because right now it's impossible to tell. But um, I thought it was quite interesting. So, Brian, what did you get on it? Oh, um, that I see a pattern, actually. This isn't the first time, as we know, that something like this has happened. Um, I think the building was brought down. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was blown up. I think it was some other type of technology. Uh, it could have been blown up. I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but uh, I've been watching a lot of videos of 9-11 when the towers came down of Judy Wood. I watched that mm-hmm. a couple times. I also looked up uh, videos from that time, uh, newscasts and uh, news reporters and reporting on it. And then I also I, I wanted to do a comparison, so I also went to the Oklahoma City bombing. I think that was ninety two or ninety one. Yeah. And uh-huh. um, there was a conspiracy back then that I totally forgot about that um, the 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 victims survivors the survivors and then the relatives of the victims um, a lot of them don't believe it was just uh, one bomber with a truck. Mm-hmm. They believe there was at least another person. Actually, some eyewitnesses saw several people, like several people with, uh, what was the guy's name that got convicted um, and executed? Um, um, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, they saw several people talking to him right before the bomb blew up. And then what I also saw, and I'm relating this because I believe it's the same thing. I think it's exactly the same thing. I believe mm-hmm. Oklahoma the 9-11, and then what happened in Florida, is, I think it's a Miami Beach. Uh, yeah, north of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe different technologies, maybe it was a bomb, maybe it wasn't, but they were brought down. They were brought down, and mm-hmm. they weren't brought down by terrorists. I believe they were brought down by our federal government, the, right. the deep black state. Uh, and I mean, I have no absolute proof. This is my own opinion from what I've studied just in the last couple few days. But mm-hmm. – 
um, if you go online, you can get videos of experts talking about the blast in Oklahoma City. Right. And it was fertilizer, and I can't remember something else. And that is actually a, a large bomb. Those uh, uh, fertilizer, I think it's potassium uh, nitrate. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, it's very powerful. Matter of fact, in uh, right after World War II in Port Costa, California, you can look it up. Two supply ships blew up, uh, but that wasn't it wasn't fertilizer. It was weapons, but they were conventional weapons. Right. And it vaporized those ships, but the same effect can happen with the fertilizer. But the, my point I'm making here is I've watched several experts talk about this. They see that bomb could obviously would have damaged the building, but not did what it did. Because if you look at the picture, it looks like an ice cream scooper scooped off the front of the building and just took it out. Right. And the further away um, from the blast, like on the other side of the building, there's support columns. They were damaged too, like severely. And mm -hmm. the experts said that that blast was not powerful enough to do that. Right. It would take out the front of the building. It would kill people, but it would not do what it did. Literally slice the building in half like a knife. Mm -hmm. He said that he goes, that is not from an explosion. That there was something else that happened there. They right. used some type of device. And this is Oklahoma City I'm talking about. Right. If you look mm -hmm. at Oklahoma City and then you look at this and Miami Beach, they're similar. The right. damage looks similar. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I, I'm thinking that the federal – I shouldn't say federal because it's, it's not even federal anymore. I'd say the deep state – this is a – I think they took somebody out. Right. I also think they did it to change laws. Whenever things like this happen, 9-11, Oklahoma, and what just happened, they use this, the Democrats especially, but so do the Republicans, the, the rhinos. Mm -hmm. They use this to change laws. They use this to change narratives in the news. Um, let's say the narrative is – and if, just so I'll throw this – I just thought of this, actually. The narrative in the last month has been – the election fraud, all the different recounts in uh, Georgia, uh, Arizona, and these different states. And all of a sudden, this happens. Nobody's talking about that. Right. Nobody's talking about it. And it's big, folks. What they're doing with the recounts is still going on. It's huge. If, mm -hmm. if, if all these states turn, I don't know what's going to happen. But um, it's not going to be good for the Democrats or Joe Biden. That's right. So all of a sudden you have this explosion or this collapse. I say explosion, but it, it was something. It, the building was taken in um, Florida. I'm talking about. It was taken out. So the narrative changes. It's like when you catch somebody in a lie. That's let's say a sociopath. That's that's a known liar. It's and you know somebody in your life like that, or somebody mm -hmm. who, who can just when you. Bring the truth to them. They just deny it, deny it. You can have a picture of them doing the very act. It's 50 witnesses. No, that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. They're just like, That's that right. wasn't me. So what do they do? They they deflect. They go, well, so-and-so, he did this, and so-and-so, right. they did that. So they deflect. So mm -hmm. this is like a deflection. And not only does it deflect, what a sociopath does, they change the narrative and they put it back on you. Right. 
And and it's exactly what's going on here. They're deflecting the issues of the election fraud, I believe. They're getting our minds off. And then they're also, I always think this when stuff like this happens, what else is going on in the background? What mm-hmm. else is going to come down? And one of the other things they're really pushing here in California is the COVID variant. They're saying, I heard it in the news. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Only in a blue state, in California. 99.9% of the COVID infections are unvaccinated people in L.A. County. That's what they say, yeah. Yeah, 99.9 in L.A. County. People who are getting sick from the variant is because they're not vaccinated. And I'm like, how do they come up with 99.9%? That's it right there tells you it's a lie. Right. Just with that number. So, um, like I said before, and I've said in many shows, nothing in the media happens by accident. Exactly. They get together in their newsrooms. They get together with the deep state. I believe the deep state has direct lines to these, um, these networks and to their uh, CEOs of these large Facebook and these different companies. And they get on the phone and they say, this is what's going to happen this week. This is where we're going to take the narrative. Right. Um, they're looking at the elections too much. People are starting to realize that we cheated. We got to change the narrative. We got to change the story. We got to change the direction. So they blow up a building. Was Mac was McAfee in it or his relatives? We don't know for sure, but I wouldn't doubt it. But I do know mm-hmm. one thing for sure. We're not talking about the elections as much. And so uh, the same thing happened. Uh, Oklahoma City happened when Bill Clinton was president. And you know what happened when Bill Clinton was president with Monica Lewinsky and and all the scandals that happened in the middle of all that. You know, and Janet Reno got involved and, and they did this big investigation. But it's weird. But the investigation in Oklahoma City. Uh, there were other eyewitnesses to what happened, but they never inter- interviewed them. They only interviewed one person during the trial. It was a victim, a woman that got hurt during the explosion. Mm-hmm. And they only interviewed her, but they had at least a dozen more names of eyewitnesses they never brought to trial right. to, to, as witnesses. Why didn't they do that? And there's many, I think 12 witnesses said there was more than one person that did it. And right. But they never, there was only one person that got convicted and sentenced to death and died. And mm-hmm. so, um, and in that building, when it blew up in back, back to Oklahoma, the rubble pile was really small. It wasn't very big. And um, the fire department was kept out for a while in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went in and did, but then they got pulled out and they stayed remember out. Why? You remember why, Brian? No. Because I was watching that the day it happened. I happened to yeah. be off. And I was watching it almost right after the explosion and on. And they, they, uh, the newspaper reporter and, or newscaster, whoever he was, um, he said, it was on television, he said um, the fire department had to get out of there because there was two unexploded bombs still in there. I swear, God is my witness, that's what I happened. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, that's a lot. Boy, I wish I would have had the, the presence of mind to somehow get online and, and get that video. <laughs> but um, yeah, he did say that. So 
that, that's, yeah, there's proof right there. Yeah, we never heard any more about those two more bombs after that day. You right. never heard them to ever talk about it again. The whole thing mm-hmm. was shut. And there's a so I, what I'm saying with these bombings, they are events to change headlines. But what's sad is innocent people are being killed for no other reason to change a narrative. Right. And so it's sad. Think about that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I obviously, Dave, you and I don't have the absolute proof on all this. is just our opinions here, right? So, right. But it sure looks like that. And then whatever happened, and this is another one, another another event. Whatever happened to the Vegas shooting? Largest mass murder in the United States history. Fifty-eight people gunned down. Yeah. From a guy that's two hundred and fifty yards away from a crowd and picks out fifty-eight people. He's I did a, a large good, article on that, yeah. Brian. Yeah, pretty good shot. He was yeah. a pretty good shot, wasn't he? And you could you could hear two different guns going off at the same time, and I don't know how yeah. that guy pulled that off. And then they found um, <clears throat> that one um, guy dead out in the hallway. Yeah, the, uh, bellboy. Yeah, my, my theory is that he was in there with him doing that, and then he offed. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I can't um, either. They off he offed him, uh, and then he and then when he was leaving, I guess maybe the guy shot off a round at him or something. Yeah. And then because the way he was lying on the floor in that in that uh, Las Vegas hotel room, he was lying like somebody would lay somebody, you know, with his arms down straight at his side and stuff. Nobody dies that way. No, nobody does. And, no. and uh and the blood was just the way it was. It was it, he would have had to take a gun and shoot himself while he was laying there. You know, and it's it, it was just so crazy. Wow. If, you, if you go to delusionsresistance.org, uh, look that up. Um, I, I, have, I did a heck of a lot of research on that. And you could hear what sounded like um, an M16, and you could hear what sounded like a 308 caliber because one was deeper than the other. And they were both right. shooting at the same time. There's no way that you could do that with all the recoil and everything, especially from the 308 caliber. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, the gun would be going up in the air while you're shooting. You know, that's yeah. why you, you have to hold it down <laughs> while you're shooting. You have to be a really good shot at that distance to mm-hmm. kill that many people. Yeah, that's right. You know, because once you that's... start shooting and people realize you're being shot at, you're going to you're just going to scatter mm-hmm. and it's going to be really hard to hit them. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so. But yeah, so the, I just bring all these events up because I'm glad you did all the research on that. That's cool. Yeah. Is that. Everything changed after each of these events. Laws mm-hmm. changed. Um, whatever was going on politically was buried. Um, and it, it, it just is sad, but I think more of these type of things are going to happen in the future, near future, because we're getting really close to the end for the Lord to come back, you know, to come back and, yeah. and set up his kingdom, take us home. So um, it's the, it's the, governments uh you know you know i i love our country and obviously we call it the united states but there's another government behind our government that's not united with us Mm -hmm. they're doing everything they can to divide us this whole black lives matter like we talked about before and the racial unrest economic division all that is to put everybody against everybody to create chaos so when the chaos is going on behind the scenes, they're doing exactly what they want to do. Nobody's paying attention and nobody cares. Yeah. Because they're all worried about what's going on around them, mm-hmm. you know? And so this, 
um, the Judy Wood, Judith Wood. The, oh yeah, Judith, yeah. Uh, about nine eleven, uh, um, and I kind of thought this on that day, but it, it was so dr- dramatic and what happened it was shocking to see what happened that mm-hmm. the rubble pile was hardly anything. Yeah, and it, yeah. and I remember because I videotaped it, we recorded it as some of the news mm-hmm. and. I remember them saying, I think it was Geraldo Rivera, or no, maybe it wasn't him, it was somebody else talking about how come the pile of rubble is so small? And they gave the answer that the uh, the sheer weight of the buildings collapsing on one another pulverized the concrete. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking at the pictures. You don't see a lot of rebar in the rubble. No. And I'm a contractor and builder for 45 years. I've poured a lot of kind, and I know you poured too, David, in doing that. What happened to the rebar? Mm-hmm. What happened to concrete? Doesn't just pulverize it. Break, yeah, it breaks up. But then, why don't mountains pulverize when avalanches happen? Yeah, they don't. exactly. They're coming down the side of a mountain at 150 miles an hour. They don't pulverize. They break into small pieces, but they don't mm-hmm. break into dust. Right. You know, um, the only time I've seen that on a natural was Mount St. Helens blew up. The side of the mountain, it literally vaporized and blew up Mm -hmm. but once it set off that avalanche there were huge rocks the size of houses coming down and they were hitting each other and running into trees they weren't being pulverized right and so i I noticed when i watched those videos over including oklahoma city you don't see a lot of rebar so Uh what what is melting and vaporizing the rebar and i think Uh like he was talking about was there's some type of weapon that our government uses to, um, you know, bring down well, these buildings, and it literally vaporizes the building. She was describing it as a um, a nuclear fission um, do weapon. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting, folks. And Brian, you saw it, but yeah, um, they were showing pictures of the towers uh, uh, after 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 they fell. There was like a fascia there. Remember yeah. that? And there was yeah. there was steel right. beams sticking up. The steel yeah. beams were being vaporized. They were turning into dust. And that just doesn't happen. And some of the steel beams were bent. Yeah, I saw like that. Like a question mark. And, and steel doesn't steel beams don't do that. I'm sorry, unless they're heated up. They're really hot. Yeah. yeah. And there's also, you see, remember the cars? There was cars blocks away from there that spontaneously burst into flames. You know, how does that happen? And how about you know? the interview with the guy? Uh, was it a firefighter or a survivor? Talked about he heard a noise and he felt this thing, this, oh, he got picked up off the ground. Remember that mm-hmm. part? Yeah. Get in the video, this guy was not in the building, but he was a few a few blocks away and he got picked up and thrown a block. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of the concussion, because there was hardly any debris to make a concussion. Right. And, and in the videos, they talked about a building that size should have created a small earthquake. Yeah. And it never did. Mm-hmm. It was just basically it was like taken for me from analogy from my point of view. It was like taking a box of sawdust and throwing off the roof of a house. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, exactly. but if you take the same box and fill it full of concrete, and it weighs 150 pounds. It's going to leave a crater in the lawn, mm-hmm. and it's going to make a noise. And so this made no noise. It just dust. And well, you're right about the beam. I remember seeing the beams bent and twisted. Yeah, but. But the paint wasn't even chipped off the beam. It was like they were heated up and bent. Very quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah. So explosion. We're just I'm a minor bird right now. An explosion leaves a lot of rubble, a lot of debris. You see pictures when they drop bombs in Iraq of these buildings. There's huge chunks of them laying around. They're not vaporized. They're just mm-hmm. rubble. And this is just dust. The Twin Towers. Right. And also Oklahoma was looks similar, and so does this apartment and a condo. Excuse me. In uh, in Miami. So. Right. Um, Miami Beach. I think it's Miami Beach. So. Um, so well, you have to. You remember. Why would they do this, Dave? Why would you think these whoever's behind all this, especially in Florida, why would they do that? Well, my first my first inclination was the building was full of Jews. Okay, a lot of the Jews were from like South America, um, and I thought maybe it was a terrorist attack because the uh, right. I want to say PLO. It shows how old I am. Um, Hamas had said that they were going to go after Jews. And I figured, oh, you know, they set a bomb off in the garage, but that didn't happen. Um, My suspicion is that um, it it ties in with um, McAfee, with John McAfee, Mm -hmm. um, because he claimed to have uh, 31 terabytes of information on on everybody, I guess. Um, All the all the dirty people in Washington and and all around the United States. And. um, and he said he was storing it in a, in a location, right? He gave a, basically the same area. And so they were left with a choice. What do we do? Do we break into 30 or 40 apartments or 50 or 60 apartments? Because uh, we don't know exactly where it is. I mean, if I can't find it, you know, I know there's people that have a lot more prowess than that. And they could probably re- research and find out which son of his was living there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know you got to ask the question too did the sun die in the towers you know mm-hmm. um but anyway um yeah so they they wanted to get rid of the evidence and what better way to do it than to bring the building down mm-hmm. which is another reason when you hear about oklahoma city uh supposedly there was a lot of evidence there on the clintons uh the fbi had a lot of evidence on the clintons and um well that took care of that evidence right yeah right exactly. uh, yeah so if if the Clintons are, are dirty enough to do it, you know, there's people in the government that are dirty enough to do it. I find it interesting that McAfee died the day before. So it's almost like, okay, this is a scenario I see. Okay, he sends this text out to his friends. If anything happens to me, the evidence is here. Now, he could have been smart and pulled a joke or, you know, it would be a sick joke. But, you know, tried to pull one over on, on the people that were after him. And told him it was at that location, and it wasn't. But let's just say it was at that location. So he he put he puts out that okay, this is where it is. They say, oh, we have them now. We don't need them anymore. So they kill him in a jail cell, and then they figure, well, you know, how are we going to get this out of the condo in that building and stuff? And because they have guards and everything in that building, and and uh, so my my summation is that they uh, they figured, well, let's bring the building down. You know, there's there's been documented cases of plane crashes where they were after one person. And remember, um, oh, Clinton or I, Clinton had an advisor. He's a black I, guy. Yeah, they, yeah, I remember. They flew in remember, the side of a mountain. Yeah, and then when they looked at the wreckage, they had a 45 bullet hole in his head. So, yeah. yeah. They put so a they, transponder on the side of a mountain, and they thought they were flying at so many thousand feet, but they were flying right into the mountain. Yeah. 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 So they killed him. And they killed a whole plane load of people just to get yeah. to him. 
because yeah. once they shot him, everybody else is a witness. Yeah. You know. So anyway. <laughs> you got to think. You got to think like a criminal, and I, I, yeah. I, I'm not a criminal, okay, in the first place. But I have the ability because where where I grew up, I saw a lot of things, and uh, so you have the ability to kind of think like a criminal. Like, what would I do if this happened, or what would I do if that happened? And um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a blessing and a curse at the same time to be able to be able to do that. So um, anyway, so that's that's the idea I have about it, Brian. Is that that's what happened, and then. To make it look even more legitimate. Uh, now, I, I got to say that when you look at it, when you look at that building, you had that one from the back, like at the beach side that was left after the collapse. Yeah. You had that one tower that looked pretty straight. And then you had that other one that was kind of almost leaning into it just a little bit. You had to really look at it. So maybe it was a danger to the firefighters and, and all the rescue workers. You know, I'll, I'll give them that. But uh, why not just take down that part? You know, instead of taking down everything. But <clears throat> maybe they figured, okay, maybe we didn't get the right apartment. Maybe it was somebody else in the building that was still standing. So let's just bring that down too and we'll get rid of that evidence. Yeah. So and, I'm, yeah. I, and I was wondering the other day, are they going around and talking to certain firemen and saying, hey, we're looking for something that looks like this. If you find it, you know, let us know. We'll come get it from you. I bet they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd love to pick the brain of some of them guys. I know. I know. Um, if you see me looking down, I have a French bulldog walking around underneath my feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the producer. She's, she's the producer. There so, you go. <laughs> anyway, she jumped off the couch and she's walking around my feet. And I, anyway, and here she is again. So <laughs> sorry I'm looking down, folks, but um, no, if no I start to she'll, she'll steal the show away because she's really cute. So, <laughs> but. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, you mentioned about how they took the rest of the building down. Well, you know, they did that before when the World Trade Center number seven, I think it is. Oh, yeah. They, that one actually survived the collapse of the two towers. And uh-huh. they got damaged. From, I could be wrong, but it wasn't severely damaged where they had to tear it down, but they tore it down. Anyway, right. mm-hmm. And the rumors had it back then. And correct me if I'm wrong, there was gold in a reserve in that bank. In that building, a gold reserve. So they had to get they they wanted to cover that up. Nobody knew it was there. I don't know. Right. It's a conspiracy. I don't know. Well, the other the other conspiracy about that is that Rudy Giuliani knew what was going to happen. Right. And he uh, that was their command center down oh. there. And so there was a lot of evidence in there of what happened. So what a better way to get rid of the evidence than to collapse the building? And right. <laughs> you know, it's, so, right. And yeah. it was interesting with that Judy, Judith Wood um, that there wasn't a lot of debris, as we, we talked about, and the cars you mentioned blocks away were caught on fire. People were being picked up and thrown without a concussion. What I mean, without – when a building falls – okay, I've thrown stuff off houses before, like a large piece of plywood, and it hit, happens to hit the ground flat. And the dust goes all and over the place. And the dust just goes out like a mushroom cloud, comes up on both sides. That's just a small piece of plywood. Imagine mm-hmm. a thousand-foot-tall building, but there was dust, but it didn't put out that big, huge burst of wind and concussion. Right. Um, and But people were being picked up and thrown a block like a tornado. The guy, um, 
described it almost like being picked up as like a tornado would pick you up. Right. And so you have that going on. You remember have, that couple? Remember that couple, Brian, that was videotaping it when the tower oh, fell. Yeah. And the smoke, the uh, the dust cloud was coming at them, and then it got to a certain point, and then it got sucked up and went up into the air. Yeah. So it's it, it just for me. When when 9-11 first happened, I believed the lie. I believed that it was terrorists that took it down, and it wasn't Bush. Now I don't think that anymore because there's too much evidence. There's just too much out there to say otherwise. And then you have the Oklahoma. We talked about that. And and then you have the L.A., the Las Vegas shooting, which sure got – you never hear about it anymore. Only time I've ever heard about it is when Tucker Carlson talks about it. Every right. once in a while, he'll bring it up because there's still there's lawsuits going on, mm-hmm. you know, and then now you have this and they're saying, you know, they're blaming it on the building. They're blaming it on this. OK, actually, this is my thought. I don't build huge buildings. I work residential, Dave, you know, you know, my background right. uh-huh. and I've done some commercial. But whether you're building a thousand foot tall building or you're building a one story house, there are certain things that are the same. You have to have support beams. You've got to have uh, headers that go across doorways that can hold the next floor. You've got to have a foundation. It's kind of the same, a lot bigger scale. And I've been around houses that just look like they're ready to fall over. I've actually torn down structures, not whole houses, but large structures. They don't usually fall vertical like they've been cut in half with a knife. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say that building in Miami had structural problems, okay? And it obviously did. I saw some videos. It looked like it had some problems. But for it just to come down in half, almost like a knife cut it, is really odd. Buildings don't usually fall straight down. Right. When a building starts to go, it, it usually goes because the ground gives away, not earthquake. I'm not talking earthquakes. But mm-hmm. the ground gives away on a certain side of the building. The foundation wasn't poured correctly, so it's got weak foundation. It starts to lean to one side, and whatever side it's leaning on, that's the side that falls. Right. It doesn't fall exactly like a tree, but it falls to the side. It doesn't fall straight down. The mm-hmm. only time I've seen buildings fall straight down is when they've been brought down by explosives. Right. You go right. on YouTube. It's all over the place on YouTube. You can actually, our listeners and our viewers should go watch a building brought down by explosions on purpose and then watch kind of neat yeah it's (laughs) the same though you know Mm -hmm. and go back to the israeli conflict two months three months ago when israel took down hamas's headquarters it was like a seven or eight story building remember that yeah and you can you can see the flashes of the rockets going in like to the basement or the bottom of the building the building came straight down Mm -hmm. because they took out the supports instantly it's right. like taking somebody with a baseball bat and hitting their legs. They just go straight out. Mm-hmm. This building should not have fallen like that. It right. should have leaned and fell to one side or the other. That's what made mm-hmm. when I saw that. That's what the first thing I, I and um, Twin Towers did the same thing. Oklahoma City basically did the same thing. You can tell by the way it's just been cut or scooped out. Right. Like so, so I'm telling you over the, this is that. I don't think it was an accident, any of these. Right. And, well, we know the one in the uh, – McFay, Fosley, was the one that did it. But that would obviously was an accident. 
supposedly terrorists brought our building down, but a plane crash isn't going to bring a building down like that, and it's not going to come straight down. And it's weird. Both buildings, within, what, 30 minutes of each other, came down. Right. Uh-huh. And they came down exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. Think about that. They just came mm-hmm. straight down, a pile of dust, one just like this. And they said because the supports got heated up and the floors collapsed on each other. You know, I, I just um, the buildings are built nowadays to re, to take a lot of heat. They spray a coating over all the metal, the case of fire, yeah. and and for both of them at the to come down exactly the same is very suspicious. And the same thing with this building, just the way it came down tells me it was brought down. Mm-hmm. If it was structural, it would not have fallen like that. I, I just right. know it would have been, well, it would have gone one side or the other. So they're either, like you mentioned, going after McAfee or relatives or his, uh, not McAfee, but his terabytes his yeah. or his children or some, mm-hmm. or some high ranking officials that know so, something. But right. that building, did, that was not an accident. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. going off here too much. Well, but just, I know that. that um... <laughs> I know that the uh, <laughs> the uh, the sister of the wife uh, the um, the first lady I think of Paraguay and her family was in that building mm-hmm. and she beat it up there right away when she heard about that and I guess she was there to to verify the, you know the bodies but uh, yeah you know you're right because if it was weakened because of support it would fall in that direction yeah exactly. You know? It would fall. It would. That would be like saying the Leaning Tower of Pisa, Pisa comes down straight. You know, when the Leaning Tower of Pisa finally falls. It's going to go like that. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I, I, I just re, you just reminded me of something, um, and I might look this up when we're off air. Is go on and look up the videos of the um, 1989 earthquake in San Francisco, mm. and I can't miss the Marina District, and that's where the Bay Bridge fell. Uh, right. Remember that, but in the Marina District, it was built on landfill. Okay, and if you go on and look at the videos, the buildings sunk, and a lot of them, you don't see none of those buildings fell straight down. They mm-hmm. all leaned and fell, or right. they sunk down and then fell to one side. And you can see pictures where the residents took lumber that they had found and were propping up the buildings, and they're all leaning at an angle into the Some street. Of them yeah. So if those using the same um, scenario, if the building in Miami had foundation problems and then the basement had cracks in the concrete and the rebar was failing, why did it not just lean and fall? That's the normal way a building falls. When 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 a foundation is failing, every house I've ever seen, including commercial buildings, that's had a bad foundation is always leaning to one side or the other or both sides or more than one side. Mm -hmm. And uh, remember the house I fixed up the Brown house, the old farmhouse, Mm -hmm. it was sinking on one side, eight inches. It wasn't coming straight down. And so my point is to the listeners and the viewers is we're being lied to. Right. No building is just going to come straight down if it's Mm -hmm. got, foundation issues it's going to fall like a tree and lean to one side or the other and then collapse 
Right. You can go on and look at the, what an earthquake does to a foundation that's not properly installed on ground that it shouldn't be built on. It's landfill. It just falls to one side and sinks. That's right. That's right. So this whole narrative, the more I think about it, I'm, I'm convinced just talking more about this. It's 100 percent. That building was brought down. I believe it. Yeah. 100 percent. You know, and Brian, think, if you. OK, go sorry. Ahead. No, go if, ahead. Now, earlier you mentioned um, how the press is, changes things and twists it around. Mm-hmm. And David Rockefeller, it was back in the 70s, I think, maybe early 80s. He was um, at a uh, press conference, uh, kind of a private press conference. And he made the following statement. Um, he said, we are grateful to The Washington Post, The New York Times, Time Magazine and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the lights of publicity during those years. But the world is more sophisticated and preparing to march toward a world government. The supranational sovereignty of intellectual elites and the world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practice in past centuries. So that's pretty much proof to me that the press is, you know, the oh, press yeah. is culpable, and they're and they're in there with the uh, with the bad guys. And that was back 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, you know, they've had 40 years to get worse. Right. But um, we we've been brainwashed for well. We've been manipulated, not brainwashed. Some have been brainwashed, but we've been manipulated for 40 to 60 years. And I'd say since television has really taken a hold in America, how long is it, 60 years ago? Oh, yeah, at least. In the 40s or 50s? 50s is when it started to get possible. It's been used as a weapon, even back when Ozzy and Harriet were on, and leave it to Beaver, even back Mm -hmm. then, it was being used back then to manipulate the way we think, what we buy, where, what we do, who we are, what's important in life. Mm-hmm. And if you look at television, what's on television, what's on the shows now, Netflix included, and um, with Prime and Disney Plus and all these things, I have some of these things too. It's all a narrative. It's all right. about uh, the gay movement. It's about um, Black Lives Matter. It's about social you know injustice it's about um it's just whatever they want to push it's in the things that we watch mm-hmm. and they started off slow with it because you couldn't have done what you're doing now in the 50s people would have turned you turn the television off and right. they weren't addicted to the electronics because they were just becoming like it was just starting mm-hmm. so now with our phones and our tablets and our pcs and everything that we have they I believe every day wake up and I believe there's a few people at the top. I believe there's a few people at the very, very top of the world, not country that are calling the shots for the whole world. There's a few, sure. it's not the antichrist yet, but I'd say there's at least a half a dozen to a dozen men and women who are calling the shots and telling world leaders what narrative they need to push and not push. Right. And we think like Putin's in charge of Russia. Yeah, maybe, maybe he is. Now, China is a different story, but America and the Western world are being manipulated by the press for a narrative. 
And this has started 50, 60 years ago. And now the things we would say we would never allow in our lives, we see every day on television. And we're okay with it. We're, we're okay with it. And it's like 30 years ago, we would just been disgusted. Oh, I can't believe that. And now we watch on TV. And it's like, ah, okay, it's like nothing. We've been right. manipulated and, and kind of brainwashed in a way to accept these things. And now it's turning from social and religious to economic. Uh, they're, they're talking about now every day on the news is about the new recession that's coming every day at least in california this the economic downturn uh inflation it's Mm -hmm. they're they're like priming us and telling us it's coming and if they say it's coming then it's going to come right and and it's but it'll be manufactured what's coming next i believe is a huge economic not collapse because they don't want to collapse it completely and i believe this is going to happen before the return of the lord and we could see this, but I believe what's going to be happening in the next six months to a year is an economic inflation where a gallon of gas is going to go eight bucks a gallon, nine bucks a gallon. Right. Because we're already halfway there, three quarters of the way there. And, and, but they're priming us for it. Mm-hmm. And they're actually doing it. I remember in the last gas thing in 2008 and nine, when we had the downturn, gas went to four five bucks a gallon and everybody was like five dollars a gallon 450 a gallon you got to be kidding it was 80 bucks mm-hmm. until i think we're paying almost that now and nobody's complaining about it there's mm-hmm. no big i mean yeah there's a few people but there's no back then there were senators and congressmen we got to do something about this there's right. nothing it's a, it's four i paid 440 a gallon today for regular you know mm-hmm. and i didn't even think twice because i gotta have the gas you yeah. have the fuel so they're desensitizing us to, on purpose. So when things start to go south, we will just do whatever they want us to do to keep our stuff. Exactly. And that's what COVID was about. Keep a safe government. We'll wear a mask 24-7. We won't go to church ever again. If you just tell us it will keep us safe. We'll mm-hmm. never do that stuff because it's bad being around people at church and going to Costco is okay because we got to eat. Right. You know, we got to have food. But going to church, we don't need that. That's just religion. We don't need religion anymore. We got the government. The government's our religion. The mm-hmm. government's our God. And um, go against the God, the God of the government, boy, you're going to be literally, you're going to be taken to the gallows because the government, you can never say anything wrong about the government. Right. And right. And sadly to say, there's a lot of people out there, not on our show, because people who watch us are informed. They watch mm-hmm. other things. They're informed. They wouldn't be listening and watching us. But right. there's a lot of people out there that believe this stuff. And the, the new variant that's out there we talked about. And this whole thing with the condo, um, it's sad to say all these people died because somebody high up in the government wanted this building down. Right. And right. I believe 100 percent. I can't prove it, but my eyes tell me something different when I see how it went down. My eyes exactly. tell me something different when I see the rubble. My, it doesn't make sense if it, you know, you know, what's that whole saying, Dave? Uh, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. It's, it's probably a duck. It's probably a duck. Yeah. And if it looks like a conspiracy yeah. and acts like a conspiracy, 
it's probably true. It's, yeah, it's probably, exactly. You know, you know, we could we could go even farther back in history um, to Waco. Uh, and, and, to the, and to Randy Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy, all he wanted to do is live alone on his property and not be bothered by the government. Right. And so they made up a story about how he supposedly saw sold a shut sold off shot. Excuse me. There we go. See, I told you. <laughs> sold a sawed off shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 that. Uh, and uh, and the next thing you know, you know they're they're surrounding his property, and uh, then he shoot his wife and kill her and her baby. You know she was pregnant horrible. at the time. Yeah, it's horrible. And, uh, and then Waco, they said that okay, the guy had weird beliefs, okay, but so does everybody else out there. It seems like yeah, you know. Right. And so he had weird beliefs, and and they were religious in nature. And okay, then he started the, the thing. Oh yeah, he's stockpiling guns. Well, there's no law against that. You know. Oh, he's you know there's children in there, and he's you know he's he's um making love to you know teenagers and stuff like that well there was no proof about that and uh so the next thing you know they're all at his property one one morning and uh i think that went on for like 90 days before they it did a did long something. time yeah yeah and uh you know they were the ones that went in uh, actually i think that uh the branch of Indians, uh shot first but uh, they claim that the government went in there and started shooting into the room, that that little alcove there, the second mm-hmm. floor room. And uh, it ended up with them going in and putting in um, a tear gas sort of agent that was explosive. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then they're firing tracers into there oh. and, you know, and stuff like that. Well, what is a tracer going to do? It's red hot. It's going to hit the gas and explode. And that's what happened. The building caught on fire. And everybody excused it away. You know, oh, well, you know, the guy was a child molester and everything else. Well, no, that's not true. You know, it's not true unless you prove it in court. And they can't prove it in court because he's dead now. Um, Lavoy Finnicum here in Oregon a few years ago. I don't know if you remember him. They took over the Malheur uh, Animal Reservation over there. And uh, just to to prove a point. And... um, and there was a guy named Lavoy Finnicum, and uh, he was one of the leaders. And uh, they left him alone for a while. And then one day, uh, his truck and another truck, they were going to go meet the sheriff somewhere. And uh, on the way there, uh, you know, they got pulled over by the FBI and the Oregon State Police. And he made a run for it. And they had a roadblock down the road, and he, he had to go out into the snow. I think he was going to try to go around. And he got stuck there. And he gets out. Without an arm, because they proved his pistol was underneath the seat. So he goes out there, and he's got his hands up, and then he reaches down to his left side. Well, he's a right-handed shooter. He's going to wear his gun on his right side, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he reaches down, and obviously because he'd been shot there, you know, and next thing you know, he was reaching for a gun, and then they, they unloaded a whole barrage of bullets into him. And I thought it was the FBI the whole time, but it actually was the Oregon State Police that did that. Oh, wow. uh, they, they assassinated somebody and, uh, wow. and you know, all this stuff gets for, forgotten, you yeah. know, and oh, well, they took over a wildlife preserve. They were dangerous. Well, you know, what's dangerous about taking over a wildlife preserve <laughs> and what, you know, the government will never negotiate with people. They say they'll negotiate, yeah. but their negotiating is not seeing that they're wrong and backing off. Their negotiating mm-hmm. is looking at other people and saying you're wrong. And you're going to give up, you know, 
And the government's not only right, very rarely are they right about things anymore in the last 20 or 30 years, you know, at least. And so when I hear this, because of this, when I hear about the government doing what they're doing, especially today, I have no doubts whatsoever about it. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, it's just another thing and them making their own laws and breaking the regular laws and everything else. And Right. Yes, um, right. So, you know, basically, I think it started out with Randy Weaver and then it went to the branch Covidians and then supposedly McVeigh did that to the uh, federal building. And it was a year later in response to what happened at the branch Covidian compound. Uh, interesting that they could, you know, they would take them and blame him for that that day, yeah. you know, um, where he was probably a patsy. You know, he probably yeah. did it for the FBI to, to mask that they had three bombs in the building. You know, and uh, and then after that, you know, there was the first attempt on the World Trade Center uh, yeah. in the mid 90s. That's right. And that didn't work. And that's funny because they had a gigantic bomb in the bottom of the World Trade Center to take out the supports. Didn't hardly do anything. And yet yeah. two, airplane, two airplanes flying into it takes it down and higher up, too. It would make sense to me if the you know the, the first twenty fours collapsed on uh, collapsed onto the other ones. That building was made strong, man. It was yeah. it had a skeleton of steel beams all around it, and then a steel beam core. You know, so it was it wasn't just plasterboard and everything else. It was it was a very strong building, mm-hmm. and so it had to be coaxed to coming down. And I, personally, I think there was there was bomb charges in it. Yeah. Um, do, do you remember the the condo thing when they were talking about um, ten days before I think it was, um, or just a few days before some some lady said that the building was creaking. And, yeah. Yeah. And ten minutes before it came down, there was debris in the garage already because somebody photographed it. Right. Uh, actually, took a video of it. Now, let's just say that this thing that they're using, this uh, nuclear fusion thing, whatever it is. Um, Let's just say that they didn't hit it all at once, that every time they flew over it, they shot it a little bit and then flew over it, came back a couple of days later and shot at it, you know, and basically brought it down little by little. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was stories of people for the last three or four weeks before that, they were finding like uh, cement dust on their counters and stuff like that. Right. And, wow. Yeah. So, you know, it could have been a process of happening over a period of time instead of it focusing all of it, all the same. And you notice that none of the cars in the area caught fire, you know, yeah. like they, they did at the World Trade Center. Either that or they have a different uh, weapon, do weapon that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, do stands for, stands for direct energy weapon, if you didn't know that, folks. Um, so it's just, it smells fishy. It really does. Um, and people, they, oh, the conspiracy theorists. Well, the people are conspiracy theorists because they've seen what the government's done before. You know, you're not born a conspiracy theorist. You watch yeah. them do enough things. Um, by the way, I don't know if you saw Trump's speech the other day. A whole bunch of cryptic stuff in there. I didn't um, see it. He was talking about Nancy Pelosi having an ugly mask on. And it was just her <laughs> face. But... You know, I, some people are speculating that she's really arrested and that's a body double and that, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, that was his cryptic way of telling people that. And I could see that. Yeah. I really could. And, um, 
Anyway, yeah, supposedly there was a whole bunch of arrests at the Pentagon the other day. They they arrested like uh, 35 governors. Who, who and, did? Uh, the, the military did. I didn't know that. Is this? Yeah. This, this now, just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I'm getting old. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. What? It's Christmas? You didn't tell me? Uh, excuse me. Hanukkah? I don't do Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's funny because you mentioned how we're being conditioned. Yeah. Um, and people will say, no, we're not. Well, then explain to me why every Mother's Day, Christmas, and Valentine's Day, there are commercials on TV that let you know if you don't get your wife something, you're a bad guy and that she deserves it, you know. And I'm not saying that that's not a bad thing. You know, women are special and they deserve things. They like fish. They like shiny things. Um <laughs> I'm going to get letters about that. I don't. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Can't pretend. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of far away to help me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. I looked over there before I said it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so there's a conditioning right there. Right. You know, and, and the other commercials, you know, every if, they, if there's a commercial that says everybody's doing this or most people are doing this, it's a it's a tactic to get you to think that if you don't do it, you're not along with the rest of the crew, you know? Uh, And everybody wants to be with the rest of the crew. I I grew up at a time, my mother told me one time, she said, uh, you know, she pulled the old, uh, you know, if all your friends shut off the Brooklyn bridge with you. And of course the answer was no. And she said something that I, I remember to this day, I even remember the day she said it. She said, be a leader, not a follower, you know? Now, I don't like being a leader because usually when you try to be a leader, people don't listen to you and you end up having a whole bunch of service. But um, so I kind of like I'm a freelance leader, <laughs> so to speak. Right. You know, I'll suggest things and I'll tell people that, you know, that's probably the best deal to do. But anyway, um, yeah, it's not good to be a follower. It really isn't. And it's, you know, if you have a whole bunch of leaders out there, that's not good either. But you can have a hierarchy of people that agree to uh, work with one another in that regard. But um, yeah, it's just, and then you watch these, you watch people and uh, the whole mask thing. Again, let's get back to the mask thing. Yeah. You know, there was actually people that were going like this when you didn't have a mask on, yeah. you know, like, like That's you were yeah. public enemy number one, like you were yeah. typhoid David or something, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah. malaria, David, whatever. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, you know, it's – and that's brainwashing. I'm sorry, but that's brainwashing, you know, because there's a bunch of us that didn't believe that lie. Yeah. You know, with right. the masks and the distancing. Somebody said that the distancing was because um, when they give you the shot, it and it does, it has magnetic properties. Um, Julia proved that. Um, but uh, also that – if you're closer than six feet apart, they can't differentiate you from other people in the crowd. But if you're six feet apart, everybody that they can kind of pick out who's who. So that makes a lot of sense to me, um, especially if there's nanobots in the, in the injection. Um, yeah. Um, that person that we know um, in Israel, mm-hmm. they uh, their friend uh, got his first shot and then he went and got a second shot. And our friend said, can we just, just humor us for a minute. Um, and they got a magnet off the refrigerator. For the first shot, it didn't stick. For the second one, the magnet stuck to the arm. 
And uh, yeah, wow. yeah. And the whole thing about nanobots, I never believed, but after I, I heard that and I've heard other people say it too and do it on YouTube, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> um, don't get stuck in an MRI machine anytime soon. Wow. <laughs> this whole chunk is going to come out of your arm. Wow. But, that's uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, right? That's good to run around in your blood system for a while. Yeah. 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 Heavy metals. <laughs> We're into heavy metals. I know. So. Wow. They're, they're talking down here, uh, L.A. County, of doing a booster shot. Yeah, here too. Because of the variant. Mm-hmm. So. But they've got the story all wrong because people that got the, the vaccination are the ones that are coming down with the Delta. And they, and you know, they know that. I know they know mm-hmm. that. they got to know that. Right. They're, they're turning it. They, there's, it's a huge push to get people vaccinated. Huge. Yeah. Push. Mm-hmm. And why are they so concerned when the death rate's almost nothing now and America's back to work and, you know, bodies aren't dropping on the streets like it's the Black Plague of the mid you know. Not yet, anyway. You know, mid just yeah. yeah, not yet. But it's not <laughs> going to be from COVID. It's going to be from the shot. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. You know? I know. Yeah. Wow. Um, if you're if you're a praying person and your relative got that shot or a loved one, you need to pray for them a lot. Yeah. Um, if they're not saved, that they get saved, and if they are saved, that God's promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper will be active in their life. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off, Brian. Oh no, no. I just my I just um. Did you hear? I kind of changed subject just a little bit. If it's, it's okay. okay. Uh, yeah. You, you, obviously, you heard about Cuba today, right? What's going on in Cuba? Yeah, they're rioting down there. Yeah, they're rioting. Huge protests for democracy. They're they're tired of the communist rule and they've had enough. Mm-hmm. But the mainstream media is saying it's you know. Well, they first came out and they said, well, it's because they're anti-vaxxers and they they're tired of the COVID lockdown and restrictions. But it actually, has nothing to do with that. They're tired uh-huh. of communism. Right. And I bring I bring it up because of the things that we're talking about with Oklahoma and the Twin Towers in Miami and Florida is they're trying to take us into socialism, communism by using these these false flag events to pull us in to change mm-hmm. laws to change the narrative to make us think we got to rely on the government. And here's a country that's been in communism for 60 years and the people have had enough and they're carrying and during the protests, they're carrying American flags. Uh-huh. So I, I, I watch that and I see that and I'm thinking we're going to, they want to be what we are. And we and here we're trying to be what they are don't want to be, right? And right. it's like it's ludicrous because people, if our country is so bad, why do millions of people want to break the law and come across the borders illegal, right? Or why do people want to spend the money and come across legally if we're so bad here? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so I. I I watched that, and I hope in America, uh, the people who are watching, because uh, I know people from all over the world can watch the Internet, but the people here in America, I hope they see this, what's going on in Cuba, and say, wow, they want to be like us? We're not that bad, and we're mm-hmm. not, but we're getting bad. They're, they're trying to make us into Cuba. I mean, 
Bernie Sanders was very clear during the last last election cycle when he was running in the primaries. He wants us to be like Venezuela. Mm -hmm. But Venezuela at the time, its inflation rate was like 200 percent, 300 percent, 200 percent. But he wants it to be like that. But he doesn't Mm -hmm. bring that up. That right. you're going to be like Venezuela, you're going to pay ten dollars a gallon for gas, and, and the government's going to take care of you because you're going to lose your regular job because there's going to be no work, but you can work for the government, right? And it's okay to work for the government because in the communist countries they tell you where to live and where to eat. They tell you if you can go to church or not go to church. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm talking and people are listening to me and watching me and maybe saying, "Ah, oh, that's not. Gonna, I mean, yeah, it's kind of bad here, but that's not going to happen." Yeah. It's going to happen unless us as Americans who live here stand up and say, we're not doing this. Right. We're not going to be in a lockdown again. We're not taking the COVID shot. Mm-hmm. You can knock on my door, but you're going to get it slammed in your face. If you're going to knock on my door and ask me if I had the shot, which is, is just unbelievable that Biden wants to do that. But it doesn't surprise me because that's who the left is. The, the left can never win the argument on facts and on common sense. Right. They can't. That's why Rush Limbaugh was so great. Everything he said was factual and was common sense. There's mm-hmm. something in our brain that tells us we're being fed a lie. It's just common sense. Says, ah. You know, if something's too good to be true, then it's probably true that it's too good to be true. Right. You know, if somebody comes up to you and says, I'll give you 50000 a year right now, Brian, and you don't have to work anymore. That's too good to be true. No, it's not. That's actually happening. People are being yeah, paid news. fifty grand a year with unemployment and different benefits. It was on the news just a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you had told me 20 years ago, I'll pay you fifty grand a year to stay home, uh, I would have said, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. That's not yeah. true. It yeah. is true. And it's happening. And so America needs to wake up. And there's even the Lord hasn't come back yet. And there's still time to change things. Right. But if we just do our Netflix and play golf and, and which is nothing wrong with that. I, I, I do the same thing. I love golf and do things. But if that allows us to be complacent and not push back. And what's pushback right. look like? Well, years ago, when I was old enough to vote, I voted when I, when I was 18, but I never voted for like three or four election cycles after that. I just thought, what's the use? It's never, it's not going to work. It's not going to help. They're going to put in who they want to put in. Then I, I obviously got a little bit smarter. It does make a difference to vote. And then That's they, right. and then the Democrats realized, oh, crud, a bunch of Republicans woke up. A bunch mm-hmm. of the baby boomers decided to start voting, and now their kids are voting, and then their kids are voting. And so, man, um, we've got to we got to change the narrative. We got to change things because if they realize how big and powerful they really are, we'll never win another election. Because really, putting political division aside—Republican, Democrat, liberal—this most Americans are good people, and they just want to have a job and raise their families. Right. And they will vote for a guy, whether you're a Democrat or liberal, a liberal will vote for a Republican if it means it's going to help their family. But they're being lied to that Republicans are evil and that these these things that they want to do are evil. 
And mm-hmm. most people, not most, I see some people don't do enough research to find out that it's really a lie, but they're being told. Right. So they go along with the narrative of the Democrats that Republicans are for the rich and Democrats are for the poor. That's all mm-hmm. false. It's all a lie. It's, and they've been pushing that since my mom's generation in the 40s. Yeah. That same thing, and then people still believe it. But you know what's happened in the last election cycle because of Trump? The last two, actually. The first one when he won and the last one. People woke up, and they realized we have been lied to. The That's black right. community, uh, the, the, the Latino community, the, the, just all the different ethnic groups in our country realized we have been lied to for 50 years. Yeah. And Trump actually won this that last election. We all know that it was stolen at the last minute, and we, that's another whole story thing to go into. But most people know that that's true. That watch our show because the Democrats realized the lot when Trump won this last time, the first time, they yeah. realized they were going to probably lose again, and uh-huh. so they they started with the whole Russian collusion, and they saw that wasn't working, and they realized about halfway through his term, they had to cheat. Mm-hmm. And that's when they started changing the election laws. You can go back and look at a calendar and go get news clips in these different states that they started changing the election laws. Even on the day of the election, they were changing the laws. Yeah, you know, that's right. Day. And so why would they do that? Because they know that the majority of America, I say conservatively, 60% of Americans were going to vote for Trump that were able to vote. Right. And 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 they did. And they realized by nine or 10 o'clock Eastern time, they were losing. Trump was already ready to say he won. Then all of a sudden, in these key states, everything gets shut down for a few hours. They bring in all these truckloads of ballots. And, oh, you know, and they're voting the next day. The polls were supposed to close at eight o'clock, but they were voting the next day right. in these states. It was so ridiculous. I'm saying all this because. There's power in the people. In Cuba, we need to pray for our, our Cuban brothers and sisters down there uh, that know the Lord and, and, and for the country that democracy will finally come to them. Right. And if it comes to them, it's not because the government changed their mind. It's not because big tech came in and helped them get their country back. It's because people like me and you, Dave, and our families and everybody watching, listening, decided we've had enough of this stuff. That's right. Exclamation point. And we're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the government goes, oh, boy. Because if they put the military and start killing everybody, then eventually the military will turn against itself because that's what will happen. Right. There's enough good people in the military in any country that, hey, this this has got to stop. And they start mm-hmm. turning, and then they have a huge civil war. And I pray that doesn't happen here, but America, Americans need to wake up and push back. Push your congressmen and senators to change the voting laws in the states where they've been changed and basically cheated. Um, start voting for re- good Republicans, not a Mitt Romney type or John McCain or right. Liz Cheney vote for ones that have your values and what you believe. And with our phones now, with these phones that we have, we can in an instant 
at Starbucks in one hour, look up all these candidates and know exactly what they believe and what they do. We can look up their history, where they were born, where they went to college, where they did this, and how many kids they got. We could do that in an hour at Starbucks and know exactly who we want to vote for in an hour. Yeah. Because we can do all the ads on television, but if you look up who they really are, you'll know who they really are. Yeah. You can't hide who you really are, especially a politician, because your past follows you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying all this because that's what's going on with these bombings. And, and uh, I mean, excuse me, these buildings, this building collapse, the Twin Towers, the, uh, I mean, the mass shootings, the Columbines, all this stuff that's going on in our country the last 20, 30 years is being used, orchestrated behind the scenes by powerful men and women to take our country apart, dismantle our Constitution, and yeah. rebuild it and reset it the reset, the way they see fit. Mm-hmm. And the way they see fit is a few people run it and the rest are subservience. If you want to know how our country is going to look in, say, 10 to 15 years, look at Venezuela today. That's because great. If it doesn't stop, and we don't stop this now, mm-hmm. and I'm not making this up, it's the you can see it happening. And I'm not trying to scare people. And I know most of our listeners are very informed people. But you might have friends and family out there that aren't. You need to inform them that once we get to a certain point, it's no return. The only return would be bloodshed. Right. And we don't want to go there. We don't want brother against brother and father against son. We don't want that. We don't want a civil war. But that's what it would go eventually. And that's coming quick. And um, our government, the Biden administration, you know, it's not just the Biden. You know, I'm going to it's not just him, Dave. It's all the administrations the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. It's all their faults. We're here except uh, Reagan and Trump. But everybody else and even a little bit of Reagan. I know there's some people. I love Reagan, but. But even a little bit of him. He wasn't an angel. Yeah. He wasn't an angel. But Trump, and he was good. He was really good. I Get me wrong. I, I'm a Reagan conservative. But except for Trump and Reagan, all our presidents in the modern history of this country in this 19th to 20th century have torn this country apart. Little yeah. by little by little. Democrat, Republican, it doesn't make any difference. And now we're paying the piper. And now Biden's in there and he's going to implement all the things that they've been wanting to do for the last 60 years. He's implementing them. And if we didn't have a close Senate, as uh, far as Republicans, Democrats, it would be, a, he would just free for all. He would, he wouldn't stop. But because right. we, we were kind of close in those house, in the house and Senate, he can't get everything through. He wants to, he's trying but, folks, I'm telling you, and the, the Lord's going to come back. I've talked about that. But until he does, this is still where our home. This is right. still where we live. And so um, you don't have to put up with it. Vote. Push your congressman to change the laws. Um, start getting candidates out there, especially in California. It's run by the Democrats. 
our whole state shot because the Democrats run the whole West Coast. <laughs> it's horrible. And you know whose fault that is? It's our fault. It's the people's fault. It's all it's it's, it's my fault too. I didn't vote in some of the elections in Oregon. I thought it was a waste of time. Next thing mm-hmm. I know, we got a Kate Brown and we got these other ones in there and and, and they're not out for your own best interests. They're out for their own interests. They're out for power and money. They don't right. care about your family. And so um, these four people that died in Florida, my heart goes out to their families. And um, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing this stuff, but we're going to see more of it. If you're a believer in the Lord, know that your redemption draws nigh. Jesus said, when you see things happening, like what we see on TV every day, he says, look up your redemption, your redemption, which that means it means you're redeemed and you're going to be removed. And you and and that's coming soon. And uh, our home is not here. It's in heaven and heaven's physical place in another dimension. But it's it's just as real. And there's no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain. Revelation chapter 21 and 22 say that. Mm-hmm. The old things have passed away. All things are made new. A new heavens, a new earth where righteousness dwells. Uh, I think it says, I can't remember, it's in the Old Testament. It says um, there's a time coming. Oh, it's in Ezekiel, I think. Yeah. Um, where weapons will be made into tools to plow the ground. You know, right? Yeah, turn and, your swords into plowshares and their spears yeah, into right. pruning and, hooks. Because there'll, there'll be no more war. There'll be no more um, making of war and a child will be a late, a child like a, will be able to sit with a lion and not be devoured by a lion or a serpent. Mm-hmm. And that's not a metaphor. That's actually going to happen. And that's what's coming really soon. You know, and, you know um, what's interesting in that in that scripture, Brian? Was it? it says that it, depending on what what uh, version you read, it says they will mm-hmm. not like to make war anymore. Not like and, to make war. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and that's that's really revealing there because it's it shows that the powers that be the you know the presidents and the emperors and everything else they like to make war they make money making oh, yeah. war mm-hmm. you know and so that, I thought that was quite a, quite revealing when it said that that there's a purpose well look at you hear how the the bankers the um, the central bankers in all the countries are you know we a lot of people don't know that we kind of funded some of the companies that were helping Hitler. You know, while our boys were over there dying by German soldiers that were fighting mm-hmm. for Hitler, you know, uh, Ford, Ford was still selling vehicles, I think, over there. And I hate that because I love Fords. But, I know. Um, you know, and, and IG Farben was accepting money from the United States. And they were the ones that were making the Zircon B. You know, it's just uh, it's terrible. But anyway, go ahead. I don't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, no, I'm rambling. You know, I'm, I'm sometimes for some reason tonight I'm rambling a lot. So. Um, we did have something happen here. When was it? A few days ago on the border of Nevada and California. Oh, the earthquake. Earthquake. But um, it was weird. Some people said they heard a sonic boom at the coast here. Huh. And our place shook. Uh, Loretta said it shook, like boom, just shook. But she didn't hear the boom. But at work a few miles away, people heard a boom. Huh. And yet they felt it. In Nevada. Yeah. So it was a 6-0 earthquake. And don't get me wrong, 6-0 is a pretty good earthquake. But Nevada is 200 miles from here. Mm-hmm. So Even farther, if you consider that it was up by south of Lake Tahoe. Yeah. So maybe you know. 300, 300 miles, let's say. So, yeah. wow. Um, what was that? 
You know, know. You, you know, what I'm saying is earthquake, you know, if you have an earthquake in Eugene, it's a 6.0, most likely we're not going to feel it here. Right. Um, we might, and we might, but it's not going to sound like a sonic boom. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it's funny, the older I get and all the stuff that we research and we talk about, I got more of a cynical mind now. I don't take everything at face value anymore. Yeah, me either. You know, was it an earthquake or what was it a weapon being tested? I mean, what was it? Mm-hmm. You know, I know I, I never used to think this way, but I don't have my head in the sand anymore. Right. And and I know a lot of our viewers don't either. And, and so um, and it's good to be that way. You know, don't mm-hmm. um, if you're going with the flow and the flow is going off Niagara Falls, you are going the wrong way. You know, say go with the flow. Yeah. You know, don't go with the flow if you're going off Niagara Falls. So, you know, <laughs> you've got to go upstream or get off. Good out analogy. Of the river. Yeah, good like analogy. That? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I was waiting for you to react, but you're like, <laughs> so. That's like anyway. listen to your heart. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to your heart. Your heart's wicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, you know, yeah. So you know, I don't know if uh, you saw this, Brian, but back, um, geez, it must have been about seven or eight years ago now, uh, when Santa Rosa was on fire. Remember oh that? yeah, yeah. I remember two years ago, I think. Was it two years? There were three. Okay. It was a, maybe three. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was actually some reports of um, green-colored laser beams people had witnessed. And it was weird because some of the cars that were hit, the, the magnesium, or not magnesium because that would have burned, but um, the aluminum wheels just melted all over the pavement. And trees wow. that were right around the car didn't even catch on fire. You know, which which kind of shows you that maybe this thing was a directed beam, you know, instead of a wildfire that was blowing through the area. Right. Uh, at least that's what started it. Uh, there's a there's a video. You can probably still find it on Facebook, not Facebook, uh, YouTube um, with a helicopter crew that was shooting video at night of the fires. And all of a sudden there's a green flash and the pilot actually had a vert to the left in order to keep for that beam not to hit him. Um it's a real interesting video. It really is. Wow. What's it so, called? What's it called on YouTube? Oh, I, I, I would just look for something like X-ray during, or not X-ray, but laser during um, fire. Santa Rosa fire. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a number of reports of that because some houses, you know, the whole track burned down, but all the trees were okay. You know, how does that happen? Trees usually go up the first thing when a house is burning. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just bizarre. So, yeah, uh, it just goes to show you that, you know, the, the, the weapon that they might have used on the condo and on the towers and stuff like that isn't the only weapon that they've got up there. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a there's a video that was taken by NASA and it shows a little object kind of coming towards the Earth. And all of a sudden you see like a flash on the ground and then you see this thing come up, this beam, like a like a almost like a phaser on Star Trek. That's what it looked like. And when the thing saw that, it kind of averted and got out of the way. And uh, they were saying it was a piece of space junk. Yeah, show me a piece of space junk that can make a left-hand turn in space. (laughs) (laughs) They think we're so stupid. They think we're just so dumb. You know, we're watching a program on TV called (laughs) the the, um, Project Blue Book. Yeah. It's a series that's out. It's really good. And uh, one of the things that um, J. Allen Hynek was criticized for um, when there was a lot of weird sightings and stuff, and I can't remember where it was. I think it was Ohio. Um, 
he went out and found out that there was a swamp there and that there was a lot of methane in the swamp. And so he told them that the UFO was a swamp with swamp gas. And I remember reading that. My dad used to get UFO magazines when we were yeah. a kid, you know. And I read that, you know, oh, yeah, swamp gas um, blame for And I'm like, no, even as even as a kid, I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's one of the things that made him realize that what he was doing was futile and he was actually lying for, for the government. Yeah. You know, and then he kind of got smart and started believing that these things are real and researching them from that aspect. But a uh, really good program if you're interested in it. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. And, What's it called again? Uh, Project Blue Book. It's on Netflix? Uh, I don't know where it is because we have that um, the Amazon um, Prime. No, we have the little device that plugs into the TV. Um, Roku is that what it's called? No, no, not Roku. Roku. Um, I can I can <laughs> find right. it real quick. Uh, let's see. No, yeah, it's yeah, that dreaded um, swamp gas is just really hazardous. I mean, man. And the whole weather balloon, they always say it's a weather balloon instead of a UFO. Yeah, for sure. You know? Fire yeah, stick. That's, that's what it that's, is. What is it? Fire stick. Fire stick? Yeah. Oh, fire stick. Okay. Yeah, that's a wonderful little device. Yeah. It really is. We get a lot of – we don't watch – we don't have regular channels anymore. We just – we gave up the whole um, alphabet network thing and right. everything else. So we, we look on YouTube many times to see what we like. You know, what might be good, and then we watch that. And uh, still have to put up with commercials every once in a while, but it's better than being lied to the whole time. I know. (laughs) You know. So the lies were so bad on the news, it's crazy. They're lying. It really is. They don't even care anymore. Yeah. They don't even care. CNN has lost, oh, my goodness. They've lost, like, 70% of their their watcher, their viewership. I wonder why they're staying on the air. I guess – they, they can't get well. Up. They got they got big money behind them. That's why big money to feed the propaganda machine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's YouTube, like, there's YouTube uh, people on YouTube that have bigger audiences than them now. Yeah, literally. You know, so yeah, we don't we don't do Fox News anymore. We used to. Fox News has gotten quite liberal to me, anyway. Yeah, uh, I do. So we, yeah, I get mine off just the internet, off different places, and. Yeah. yeah, natural news is really good. I yeah. like that. Yeah, really good. Yeah, a yeah. lot of good things on there. I also go, um, my favorite's Opposing the Matrix. That's where I get most of my news. <laughs> nice plug. Thank you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, the two guys are kind of weird and, you know, quirky, but they're okay. So. Yeah, well, I live in the, by uh, south of Portland, so we're supposed yeah. to be weird. <laughs> That's right. Like Portlandia, the show. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, that was a bizarre show. That was bizarre, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway, we I'm not a, a subscriber on YouTube anymore. In other words, I don't have a channel. I got rid of it because I got yeah. tired of them taking videos off. Yeah. And were putting me in YouTube jail. But, um, but I do watch it a lot because I can yeah. be selective and figure out what I'm looking at. You know, yeah, every no, once in a while, they'll boot me. You know, yeah, but uh, for the most part, we can uh, we can kind of differentiate what's good and what's bad or discern. Yeah. Actually, is a better word. But you know, I was funny that because in church that was the um, that was the sermon this week. It was you know people need more discernment. 
you know, and I'm like, yeah, they do. You know, uh, if people had discernment, the government wouldn't pull half of the things that they pulled and the press would would be non-existent. We wouldn't have opposing the matrix either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with discernment. Yeah. And if everybody had discernment, they wouldn't need to be told to do anything. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have to be informed. You know? right. No, I'm agreeing with you. Right. Okay, yeah. I'm you giving you a curveball in there. I'm giving you bad time, dude. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You know. Somebody's got um, to. No, it. Yeah, I mean, discernment is huge. Mm-hmm. We don't. Most people don't have. You know, I don't know if it's people don't have discernment. I think it's just everybody's busy. We have all the stuff. America is very. The least of us. It does okay living here, you know, cars, electronics, you know, our jobs and go to the beach. You do this, you do that. We're always, always busy. And we don't realize, and this goes for me, we're missing out maybe what God really has for us to do. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as you know, in the scripture, he's that still small voice. Right. You know, and was Elijah in the cave and, you know, fleeing, uh, was it? Uh, uh, Jezebel and uh, Jeze- yeah. 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 And, you know, there was the there was the earthquake and there was the fire and this great wind. In, in of, you, I know you know this, but some listeners may not. But then there's that gentle breeze, mm-hmm. the, the soft breeze. That, and he was, he's, he, you know, I love that passage because we're always looking for God to do something great and big and powerful and, you know, and like when Jesus came, you know, they were seeing the disciples were like, come on, let's get these Romans and teach them a lesson and set up the kingdom. Right. But Jesus was meek and mild, but he was very confident. And he knew he was there for a reason was mm-hmm. to die and raise again. And so um, it wasn't the right time. But my point is he was gentle. He was meek. And, and God sometimes I think works. It says, that the weak things of the world confound the strong, the strange, or the strong, the wise things, right? So God takes the small things of the earth that we are, think is insignificant and uses them to show his glory and his power. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's just, and with America and with what's going on, we're so busy that COVID took over and we didn't even realize what happened to us until it hit. We didn't even realize we were being duped until way later, you know. And well, most of us didn't, yeah. Most, most of us, yeah, not all of us, but most of us. And and now there's in the blue states, at least in my blue state, they're trying to keep COVID around. Mm-hmm. They're talking about if the variant keeps going and with the unvaccinated people passing the variant, that we could be on lockdowns again. So you knew that was going to happen, right? Oh, yeah. If you're in a red yeah. state, stay there. If you're if you're listening to me or watching me, and stay in your red state, <laughs> unless it's a cold one, then move to a warm red state like Texas <laughs> or Florida. But these blue states, and there's a lot of good people here. Don't get me wrong. But until the government gets changed, it's just it's just it's just hard to watch TV. It's hard mm-hmm. to, it's just like, it just, you watch these, these politicians just putting a knife in the people's back and just making it hard on us, you right. know, 
I mean, we have the highest tax rate in the country. Mm-hmm. We got um, the DMV fees, like in Oregon, uh, when, we, when I was there, it was $84 for two years, right? It's 120 now, but still better than California. Well, it's 600 for a year here. Yeah. For an older car. And no smog up here either. Yeah, we got to get smog. Except for Portland. You got to get it fixed if it's not smogged. And I can't remember all the fees, but it's just crazy. They have a fee just for a fee. Yeah. You know? It's exactly. Enough. And so, uh, and people put up with it. They don't push back. Mm-hmm. You know, so time to start yep. pushing back. You, you know, know, the, um, one of the definitions of crazy is trying to do the same thing that has failed over and over again, trying yeah. to do it again and expect it to work. And that's what came to my mind. You were talking about um, Sanders wanting us to become Venezuela. Yeah. And, and things like that. It's like socialism and communism failed in, it failed in um, Russia. It failed. It's failing in Cuba. It's failing in Venezuela. It failed for the most part, in Vietnam, they're starting to get more capitalists now. Um, it failed in uh, North Korea, starting to turn around because I think that guy's starting to realize that if I feed my people, then I'll have people to feed. <laughs> it won't right. just be me against the United States, but um, right. or against anybody. But um, this that system has failed so many times over and over and over and over again. And the bombasticity, I think that's a word, of the (laughs) Americans thinking that they can do it and make it work. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You know? Yeah. And the only way to tell if it's going to work is when it fails. Yeah. So you got to put people through the whole thing. Yeah. And and then you've destroyed the whole infrastructure and society of, of America and then once it's destroyed, if it does ever does come turn around where they don't want that anymore, it's going to have to start almost like it, the country all starts over. all over again. Yeah. You know? So if something's not broke, don't fix it. You know? But yeah, That's right, Dave. Yeah. But they hear in their heads, you know, they're, they're constantly hearing America's racist. America's, you know, Americans are evil. The rich people that are trying to rob from the poor. We've stolen from all these countries and everything else. Well, how come you don't say that about Britain anymore? Britain stole from the whole world. Yeah, they do. You know, but they're okay now? Okay. Um, I guess, you know, you have to single out one person. You just single them out and forget about all the other ones. But um, anyway, it's just it's it's crazy. It really is. And it's, and it's these young people that have been brought up that way, and it's the ones that have gone to college. And I never had kids of my own. But if I did, I would not let them go to college. Yeah. Because most kids go to college and they, they go in conservative and they come out with a brain full of mush, you know, <laughs> um, and, unless they're really special. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's really sad to see. It really is. You know, yeah. I, I, I hear Christian. Oh, yeah, we can't wait to send our kids to college. And I'm like, well, they won't be your kids after they get out unless the Lord has a lot of mercy on them, you know, and, and yeah. really takes them through the whole experience because that system is, is built to destroy Christians and to destroy conservatives. That's right. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, you know, when I was going to school, um, to college, you know, there were some things I didn't agree with, and this isn't a Christian college. Um, and I remembered something that I learned from an Armenian woman that I worked with years ago. And I said, you know, Okay, so you guys were communists. You know, Soviet Union was in control. You guys were communists. 
obviously you're not a communist now because you know you're capitalist and you're bearing the fruit of capitalism but why did you put up with it and he said well we really had no choice and she said when they would say stuff we it would go one in one ear and out the other you know we wouldn't even pay attention to it and when we had to take a test we would just write down what they told us you know to, to give them a, the appearance that we were buying their garbage in other words mm-hmm. and then you know when we got older you know we we could think for ourselves and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, they were a neat, unique couple, actually, because he was a communist. Uh, they they, um, they they got into it because they didn't want to get persecuted and stuff like that. And if you were communist, you got a better job and and stuff like that. Right. And then when, then when the Russians lost control of Armenia and it became capitalist, they were marked men, marked people, you know, because he was a communist and they, they were totally anti-communist after that, the, go, the government was. And so he had to come to the United States for asylum, uh, which was weird. But, you know, since then, you know, he's had a change of his heart and everything in mind and everything's cool. But uh, it was really weird that somebody had to find asylum in the United States because they were a communist. I know. Uh, it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> but uh, I've met wow. some really neat people. Um, I remember when Obama got, um, I almost said arrested. Maybe that's a prophetic thing. Um when he got elected the first time, there was a guy from Belarus that used to bring our drugs to the pharmacy every day. And it was the day after the election, and he was—he looked really down, and as most of us did. Uh, and I said, what's the matter? And he had a newspaper with him. He says, you know what? He says, I come from Belarus to get away from communism. And he says, he throws the paper down and points, and he goes, now this. See, he knew Obama was a communist. Wow. You know, he knew it. And people that grew up in that that environment know it. You know, they can see it real easy. But Americans, you know, (laughs) oh, yeah, well, he's not a communist. He's he's just a socialist. It's the same dang thing. You know, what was the Soviet Union? Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. You know, they were socialist Leninists. So it's. It's, but they, don't, yeah. they don't teach this stuff in school anymore, so kids don't know, you know. Yeah, they they don't teach anything in school except, you know, what's it called? Um, how to how to put on pro- prophylactics and uh, and that you you can if you're a boy you can become a girl if you want. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I, I was I heard today uh, saw in the news today there was a s- survey that uh, gosh what was the number. 40% of millennials don't believe in God or a Gnostic or don't go to church. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe, maybe it's more, maybe it's more than 40, but at least 40% of the new generation coming up. It doesn't mean they don't believe in God. They just don't care. They right. don't want to go to church. They don't care if there's a God or if there is a God or not a God. They, they don't have any Christian values. Mm-hmm. And they said if this keeps up, it's not a very short time before America will not be a Christian nation anymore. Right. Right. Maybe one generation away. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's why it's important for grandkids and and children to to bring their children up in the way they should go. Yes, you exactly. Know, that's they get older right. and let depart from it. But there yeah. should be a little clause in there about not sending them to college too. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean. 
when you think about Yeshua, what he did when he was ministering on the earth, he never got in, except with the, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he never got into politics too much. He always talked about, he always got to the root of the problem with the person. He always talked about their heart issues. Right. He never, he didn't talk about politics because they wanted him, the disciples wanted Jesus to bring down Rome and bring in the Jewish state. Mm-hmm. And he was, I, as I mentioned before earlier, he didn't want to do that, wasn't there to do that. But in his ministering, he never, he always went to the heart of the issue, like with the woman that they brought before him to be stoned because she was caught in sin. Right. You know, and he's, he, I love that passage because he kneels to the ground and starts writing on the ground. You know, with you his know what he was writing, right? <laughs> he was writing the names of the people that were throwing the stones, probably. I mean, yeah, the people that were, had 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 relations with her, right? And exactly. now we're turning her in, yeah, yeah. So, and he obviously knows everything, and so he's writing that in the ground, and they're seeing it. And instead of, he's dealing with their heart. He goes right at the issue. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even waver one bit. He goes right at the issue. He sees what they're doing. That he's in, trying to be entrapped. Uh, by by this crowd, and he goes right at them and calls them out for what they are. Right. And when you call somebody out who's a liberal, or you call somebody out that's got another agenda and who they really are, they can't argue with it. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know what Jesus did was amazing and and it's awesome, but when you call out a liberal or a Democrat or a socialist, whatever you want to call them, that's really what they are, mm-hmm. on their beliefs, they totally turn the table and put it back on you right? and deflect, like I mentioned earlier. So what's that mean? It means you hit a hard spot with them. You hit a sore spot. Excuse me. You hit mm-hmm. a sore spot. One thing I've noticed that when uh, years ago, when I used to do more deliverances, we, which we had a show about deliverances. That was a while ago. We did that. Yeah. Whenever you um, folks, it's, we'll get into that later, but cause some of you are a lot new to this program, but I used to, uh, and others and Dave has done it too. Um, casting demons out of people. And one thing the demon hates the most is truth. They hate the truth. When you speak scripture to them, it's like fingers down a chalkboard when you're doing a deliverance. Or when you're speaking to the person trying to get to the heart of the issue of why this happened to them, and the gifts of the spirit kick in, and you have a word of knowledge, and you're talking to them, and you're revealing something to them that they have maybe forgotten about or they don't want to come to grips with, and that truth is revealed to them in front of you and them, it shocks them. Mm-hmm. And when truth is revealed, it if it's done right, it sets that person free. Right. Because evil wants nothing to do with the light and wants nothing to do with what's true. Mm-hmm. The Garden of Eden is a perfect example of this. When Satan, the serpent, was talking to Eve, he took scripture which was partly true, but he twisted it. Did not God say, if you eat of this tree, you'll be, you'll be like him, knowing good and evil. But God, 
but they left out the part where God says, don't eat of that tree that is of good and evil. And that day right. you shall die. He uh-huh. left that little nugget out of there. Right. Satan. So what happens is with the Democrats and these liberals, and which is, I believe a lot of it's demonic, they use truth, which is truth, got truth in it, and they twist it to their advantage to manipulate people who are not versed in scripture or not versed in politics. It's called the narrative. They use a narrative, which has got some truth in it, but it's just enough to bring people in. But what they really have in there is what they want them to believe that's got no truth in it. It's called a lie. Exactly. And it's called propaganda. And propaganda is everywhere right now. It's everywhere. Facebook and you know, Google and all these search engines, except like DuckDuckGo and some others. And that's what's prevalent right now in our world is a lot of lies, mistruths, um, fake news. Um, guns are bad. No, guns aren't bad. People are bad. Right. People who are evil who use guns are bad. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Right. And I I like, this is really bad. (laughs) This is where my mind's at. But in the movie, Happy Gilmore, if you ever saw it about the golfer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's there's this guy in there and he's like seven foot four. Everybody's seen the movie. knows exactly what I'm talking about. And he wears his shirt to one of Happy Gilmore's tournaments. It says on it, Uh guns don't kill people. I do. And because he's seven foot four, seven foot five, and he probably could. And my point is, he's right. People kill people. Sin kills people. Anger, jealousy, strife, it kills people. And the liberals are using everything that they can right now to kill us, not just physically, like, but right now it's politically and spiritually the lockdowns beat us down they keep us down so we wouldn't meet together we wouldn't pray they kept christians from praying together you're mm-hmm. home alone together remember yeah and so the narrative is let's separate them when they're separated they're weak when they're separated they're vulnerable when they're separated we can lie to them on television tell them that this disease will kill them if they leave their room Tell them if they walk out without a mask, they could die. All false, all untrue, all a lie. But they said it like it was true. And a true narcissist, a true sociopath will say something that's a lie and actually believe it's true. Mm -hmm. Because they convinced themselves. And that's what they're doing. And that's what Jesus exposed when he was walking the earth. He spoke truth. And that's why so many people flocked to him. They heard things that nobody else was saying. And it went right to the heart. And they knew when he spoke, it was true. Because mm-hmm. they felt it on the inside. Now we see the heart, you can't trust it. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit speaking right. to these people. Inside made it true to them. They said, this mm-hmm. surely, this must be the Son of God. Who right. else can do these things? Who else can speak like this? Who else can do these things? And and not only that, but he radiated love and compassion. Jesus was a magnet for people. They just flocked to him. Mm -hmm. 
And we live in a time where there's hardly any truth. And it's not about what John Kennedy once said, who was a Democrat. Don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Right. He would never even be elected now if he was alive. He wouldn't even make the primaries. They'd kick him yeah, out. That's right. And so, and, and this goes, when I say stuff like this, it means for me too, don't ask, don't say, if that person changed, I would be better. Don't say, if I had a better job, then I would be better. Or if I had this, I had that. Say, if you're a Christian, you know the Lord in your heart, say, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. That's right. For the, for the world to be better. Yeah. You know, one mm-hmm. person can change. Jesus changed the world. He was one person. Apostle Paul changed the world. Uh, different people, modern day people have done amazing things. They've changed the world. And one person can make a difference on a podcast. That's right. Um, on a, you know, just writing a letter to somebody to encourage them. That's and, right. And, and that's missing. That's what's missing. We're so wrapped up into everything, including myself. There's so much stuff. We're busy every day, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when it gets in the way of what God wants us to do, what do you want me to do today, Lord? What? I'm going to work, but sidetrack me if you have to, to do what right. you want. Okay. We had a... Um... Down in Sacramento, my pastor and his wife, um, his wife's name was Berta Mooney. His name was Tom, is Tom. She's gone. She's in heaven now. But anyway, our church consisted of, you know, regular people that had jobs and houses and people that lived under bridges. Um, there were some mentally ill people there. There was uh, a lot of people were down and out. And it was a really neat church, actually, because of that. But um, anyway, uh, Berta would do things. I mean, there were some people that came in, hadn't bathed for days, if not a month, you know, even if that. And, you know, you'd smell them on the other side of the church. And so what Berta would do is I one time the Lord told her to give this lady a hug. And this lady was, for lack of better words, quite ripe. And um yeah. So Berta obeyed, and she gave the woman a hug. And boy, what a testimony that was. You know, other churches, they would have ignored her, probably asked her to leave. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then I, I had a friend there, too, that she um, she was there one day, and a, and a woman come in, and after the, came in, excuse me, bad English, and then after the service, she told the woman, you know, hey, I love you, you know, and the woman left, and we had a time of fellowship afterwards, and and the woman came back, and she was crying. And so my friend went up to her and said, you know, why are you crying? And she said, you don't understand. She says, when you told me you loved me, you don't understand what was going through my mind. I was going to leave here and go kill myself. She said, but after wow. you told me you love me, I can't go out and do that because somebody loves me, you know. Wow. And she started attending the church, and everybody kind of took to her and us and her to us and everything else. And and uh, what a glorious day that was, you know. So just three words, I love you, you know, three of the most powerful words that there are, you know, yeah. just turned a person's life around, you know. And um, 
sometimes we get really critical about people. I know that um, when I go to Salem, you know, it's like it's like homeless central up there everywhere mm-hmm. you look. And, uh, you know, it's always the capital of the state, too. You ever notice that? Yeah. Uh, that has that problem. Yeah. It's because the principality of the state is, you know, encourages yeah. that. But, um, there, you know, that church again that I went to, there, like I said, there was a lot of homeless people there. And uh, sometimes we would go to McDonald's. The whole church would go to McDonald's and the church would buy us dinner. And, you know, sometimes some of those folks would come in, the down and out folks, and they wouldn't have any money, you know. And I'd say, oh, come on, you know, what do you want? You want number six, you want number five? Yeah. Okay. Want a milkshake with that? You know, and you buy them food and they kind of look at you like, wow. You know, nobody's ever done this for me before. Usually people tell me to get out of here, you know, but just a simple gesture like that, you know, who knows what was going through that guy's mind. Maybe he was going to go out and kill himself, you know. Yeah. Um, so the smallest thing that you could do might be the biggest thing in somebody's life. And, you know, I, I never give out money to the homeless because a lot of times it goes to drugs or alcohol, but I'll always feed them. You know, yeah. you want, can you come into the restaurant and I'll, I'll buy you breakfast. Cause I used to go to McDonald's every morning for breakfast. Mm-hmm. There was always somebody in there that was down and out. And, and boy, the, just the look on their faces, you know, thank you, man. Thank you. You know, and it was a genuine thank you. You know, it wasn't a forced thank you. Like you, when mm-hmm. your mother told you, you know, when somebody just nice to you, you thank them. It was like, it came right from the heart, you know, cause that's where, that's where it originated with that person or those people, you know? So like you said, you know, the simplest words and, um, Oh, I was thinking of something that Yeshua said that has totally left my mind right now, but, Oh yeah, no, it wasn't that. It's just that somebody once said that if, if, uh, Jesus or Yeshua was walking the earth today and he said something, they would accuse him of not being like Yeshua, (laughs) you know? Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, he yes, he was meek and mild, but there were other times when he turned over the money tables. He actually made a whip at that time, mm-hmm. you know, and he wasn't friendly to the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees and the, and the writers of the law, um, you know, but he told you the way it was, you know, I like the woman at the well, you know, he could have just been quiet and listened to her story, but he said, you know, she said, you know, I'm not married. And he goes, yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, you've been married six times or something like that. I can't remember the number. Yeah, five. And, yeah, and it just blew her away. And she's like, how do you know this? And then she ran to the village and said, come out and see the guy that told me everything that I ever did in my life, you know. And yeah, and there was a big revival and stuff. So it's just, you know, it's just amazing. If yeah. we could emulate him one-tenth, <laughs> you know. I know. Uh, it would be a wonderful world. Yeah, it know? would. Uh, there's as many messed up people in the church as there is outside the church. And that's what we need to pray for first. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, wow. Hey, we're getting close to our, our time of departure. Yeah, we are. Wow. It's been almost two hours, two hours. Yeah. This wow. thing does have a clock on it. I never yeah. saw it. It's yeah, left hand side. The left, left hand corner. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have anything else to add, Brian? To... No, I'm I'm okay. good. It's been a good night. Yeah, we we uh, we talked about the uh, the towers and about um, John McAfee and about a whole bunch of stuff, which is really good. That's what yeah. I like about this because you're the same way as I am. Just in a lot of ways, Jim was the same way too. 
we can we can leave one subject or branch out and then sometimes come back and other times just keep branching out. You know, it's really neat. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. can cover a lot of material in one, one show. Yeah. You know? No, that's, uh, yeah, I like that because about bunny trail, sometimes you go down these bunny trails, it's the way you should go. Right. You know, you know, cause you, you get, people need to hear stuff and, Mm-hmm. You know, so no, it's really just got to make really sure you don't know. step in bunny dro- droppings. <laughs> yeah. no, maybe not that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have no, a right. twisted that's sense right. of humor. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right, well, folks, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. If you've joined us live, if you're going to watch this later on or listen to it on audio, um, a few things. Uh, if you're listening to it on audio, you can actually go to Rumble later on and get into video, or you can go to uh, twitch.tv and look up Opposing the Matrix, and you can watch the show on there. Um, and I've been saving them a special way so that they don't disappear after nine days or ten days, which they often do, but there's a way to get around that. Thank you, Lord. And um <laughs> And, you know, we, you, you can get to the audio or the video on delusionresistance.org. Um, matter of fact, on that one, you can get all the audios back to 2010. So I'm working on those, though, because they have some copyright issues on them, and I don't, that's why I don't put them online right now. Yeah. The other guy that was working with me put a whole thing together, and it was nothing but a cop, big copyright infringement. Oh, great. So, yeah. And uh, anyway... Brian, thank you. As usual, you're a blessing. Thank you, too. Thank you. And, uh, folks, uh, I don't know if I'll do any more shows this week. Uh, If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. It's going to really have to be something that really um, touches my fancy or whatever that word is. Um, Touches my heart, maybe. Um, And then I'll I'll bring it up. But, uh, anyway, that having been said, uh, we say good night to you. And we just pray that you have a wonderful week and weekend. And we'll be back next Monday. We haven't decided on the, the subject matter yet, but we will very soon. And I'll, I'll post it somewhere so that you know. And uh, anyway, again, thanks, Brian. Your blessing. You too. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> okay. I'm going to end the stream now. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.